Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 13th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. So, um, well, Dolly's got a story to tell, so I'm going to ask Walt. Walt, how are you doing? <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about what you were talking about earlier today, where you were saying about... Uh, Something about changes in in uh, that you were making some change or somebody was making. I like I got confused. <laughs> I don't I, know. What were you listening to a Shanghai show or something? No, else? the messages on my phone. It's like it, it oh. looked like you were going to do something or something was going to be changing. I I messaged you. It, my phone's right here. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Dolly's just told me on my phone that she's going to be here. Good. <laughs> I didn't see it, Dolly. Okay. So I said to him, you know, uh, are you going to be on Cosmic Reality tonight? And then I get this photograph, and the photograph is of directions an application for certain populations department of health services and i have no idea where the picture came from but it has nothing to do with you <laughs> so beats me why did you get that I, I, picture I, I don't know i have no no clue and <laughs> so, and underneath that you said sorry i won't be able to attend and so i'm thinking so he can't attend, attend the show, he can't come to the show because he's going to make out this paperwork. And so I said to you, I gave you a call, but I guess you, because I, I just picked up the phone and called, I guess you're immersed in the form. I'm taking it to, I'm taking it, you cannot do the show because you've got to get this paperwork done and probably would not be feeling up to the show. If that changes, let me know. You have my sympathy over the paper crap. Ola, crapola. <laughs> and you said, what is that paper? Well, I don't know, Walt. You said it to me. <laughs> oh, that, that's that, that's that what, that's what that was all Cryptic about. Cryptic messages to the max. Oh, God. <laughs> we have a warped sense of humor, so I thought, oh, God, did I not get the joke? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heavens. All right, so, but we're good. You're here. I'm so glad you're here. And um, Dolly has had a, uh, let's say, a stress-filled day. Oh. <laughs> hey, if it doesn't kill her, she'll, if she'll be stronger for it, Walt. So, wow. um, <laughs> are you ready to, to relate your experience, Dolly? I think so. My throat is dry yet from it, the scare of it. So. Well, you're not, you're <coughs> Now, Walt told you you'd find you changed all the passwords. <laughs> yes, yes. So, oh, oh my gosh. So, 
and I won't cry because Walt's here. I'm, I'm happy he's here. I'm, happy. <laughs> I'm so happy he's here. Um, okay, uh, I was on my computer doing more research because I wanted to add more things onto the list that I just sent you, Nancy, but it's late, and don't click on the first link, because I don't know if that did it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so I'm working on my computer, being a good girl, and all of a sudden, my screen is filled with this thing that says, um, it's from Microsoft, uh, uh, and uh my computer's been hacked, and and it wouldn't let me out of that screen. I couldn't get anywhere. The only thing that worked was my my mouse, and it kept moving around. Well, because I was moving it. Um, but uh, and so, um, I you know I know better than this. Guess what I did? I called the freaking number. Oh, wow. It was a hack job. And I gave him, uh, the guy was telling me how to move around in my computer, and I did. But I never once gave him any information. He already had my phone number because I was on the phone with him. And so he said to me, now don't tell anybody you're, you're doing this. And I said, Why? And I do not remember if he answered me or not. I'm still, I'm still in a freaking panic, even though Walt's calming me down. <laughs> and so, and uh, I didn't give him any card numbers, nothing, no passwords, nothing like that. I need a drink. <laughs> but I have a, a question. Mm-hmm. Why do you believe a stranger? I know, Walt. I kept saying that to myself. <laughs> I kept saying, "Why am I? Why am I believing this dude?" And then he said something else that was really a red flag and a big ass, a big alarm in my ears. And and I even said to, him, "Are you a? Are you hacking me? Are you a, a, a scammer?" And so. I looked it up, the the thing that they said they were, and it has all the whole list, scam, 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 scam. I, what the heck? So I hung up. Yeah. But, but it said, he kept saying uh, he was going to call my credit union, and no, he was going to send them an email, then they would call me back and uh, talk with me about, uh, being uh, hacked, and he kept saying, "Oh, this is bad! Oh, this is bad!" And I thought, "Why would they say that to me when they would be trying to calm me down?" You should have you should have countered by saying, "Oh, that's very good that you're saying this, young man. Can I tell you about Jesus Christ and, and how He comes to our lives to change us?" And then, yeah, that's it. You hit them with the double whammy. And they can't do anything about it, and they'll be hanging, and they'll be hanging the phone on you. That's what you should do, y'all. <laughs> I did not. I was stupid. I was being so utterly freaking stupid. And so I finally hung up, and I called the credit union. I, 
I couldn't even talk at that point, and I'm telling them I think I was scammed, and and so they said, calm down. They said the exact words the dude said, just calm down, we're here with you, we're going we're gonna to help you through it. And I told the lady, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what they said to me. She said, oh, oh, please, I'm really the right one you wanted because you called me uh, at Space Coast, remember, and you were on hold, and it's always the same hold music. And So I calmed myself down, and she did. She, she said, what you have to do is you change all your passwords, all your usernames, you change them. And... Uh, Annette finally got off the phone for work, and she came in, and she was talking to the lady, and they worked through it, both of them, uh, they worked through it and got me fixed there, and then, believe it or not, I was able to change my my Amazon stuff, cards, on the online and the cards that I have, I changed it myself, um, so you know please, yeah. please, you know people. Go ahead, well. No, no, it's just that it's a comment that I, I couldn't resist thinking this. This reminds me of when we were a kid, and, um, for example, my father would warn, warn me, it says, if a stranger comes to you in, on the street and they offer you candy, you say no, and you get the hell out of there. I'm always reminded of, uh, you know, grown-ups are, uh, are warning kids, don't do this, or if somebody wants to... Like, like, for example, you're on the street and you're going back home from the school and somebody wants to invite you into their car because they have candy. No, you get the hell out of there and you run as fast as you could. I'm reminded of that every time when that, because this is exactly what happened. You're, you're, you're minding your own business and the phone rings and you think, oh, this is fine. This is wrong. No, no, this, this is as risky as risky can be. Well, you didn't yeah. get the point. Yeah. I called them. Why would you do that? Because the number was on the screen saying you need help. Don't do anything. You need help. Call this number and you get Microsoft. What was it? Windows or Microsoft help. And how do you know that you need help? Because, because they took over her computer. It happened to me. I actually got a warning from Norton saying that this this particular website was, uh, I don't know, warning against it. And um, they had done that for Mystical Wares. And I knew Mystical Wares was fine. And so, you know, I thought, no, this is Google doing something. You know, it was like, I wasn't sure it was Norton's or Google, but it was on Google. Don't Mm -hmm. click on this. Don't click on this. You know? And so I clicked on it because I thought it was the same kind of BS I had run into before. But I know exactly what happened to her because it happened to me. All of a sudden, this window dominates the whole window. You don't see anything else. And it's telling you you've been hacked. Call this number. Now, I did not call the number. (laughs) I shut down the computer. Um, But... At the time that it happened, I told you about this, and we we decided there was a way to get out of that window. And I think I think I did a hard shutdown on it. Walt. Yeah, it was it was a a hard reboot. Yeah, you just push the button. Yep. I did that too. 
after I got out of there and, and I ran all my all my programs that we agreed would clear my computer, I did a hard shutdown. Yeah. But I had one, Dolly, where um, I'm just about to do a show. I mean, it's like 10 minutes out for doing a show. Oh, my God. If my telephone rings and it's USAA, my bank, it it came up on my contact as USA's number. Oh, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I think if I had been not so preoccupied with, I've only, well, what are you talking about? I've been hacked. They're telling me my bank had been hacked. Okay, my account. Yeah. And, you know, it puts you into such a spiral of, your mind just keeps going in circles. Yep, panic. Yep. Panic, panic big time. And um, he's like, no, 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 we're going to take care of this. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. But, but but see this is this is what was so stupid. My mind is still in panic. And what he said to me was, "Can you give me the account? We'll get we'll get in uh, we'll get into the website, and then you need to make some changes." But um, I can't do that. Yes. So, yes, yeah, I yeah, heard those I, words. Right, right. So <laughs> all of a sudden, I okay, you know, and I I mean I fell for the scam hook line and sinker because it was USAA's number. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> a little bit after that, after he, I have this conversation with him, I get another call, but it's security at USAA. And I'm going, what in the hell is the matter with you? I just talked to you people. And that's when they said, no. no. You didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh Nancy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and but they, those what they did was they they stopped everything that he had done. Oh. They were able to reverse everything. I don't know how they did. I think they caught it before the money actually left the bank. But that I mean, and then another time, it was a Sunday morning, nine thirty in the morning, and I get this call over the phone, and this is USAA uh, security, and. You need to. I think they said you need to contact us or something. But I'd fallen for that before, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, it turned out. And but what I did was I immediately made a phone call to USAA. You know, and said, you know, who are you people? <laughs> are you, you know, and they said, um, are you call? Are you calling about the credit card? And I said. No, I'm calling because I got some call on the phone. Oh, yes, that was us. They they did. But they, my credit card was being used in France. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, and it was interesting because they were taking, they were doing purchases that were under $25. Oh. So yeah. it, was, it had built up. It wasn't that much, but it had built up. Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe it was $600 or something. It wasn't, you know, catastrophic. But the the system is, is now, I mean, they, they must have gotten to a shitload of problem because I talked to somebody who knew a little bit about those kind of situations, and they said the only way that that happened is that they got somebody in USAA that had hacked their system. You know, to get my phone number and be able to make that call initially, the first one I told you about. So, um, yeah, and they they repaid me on everything those people had had bought. 
I mean, it was so that that did impress me, you know, that, oh, yeah. I well, wouldn't the, have seen, seen it for a month, probably. The credit union, the real credit union lady said, it's OK, Dolly, please relax, because I was I was almost heart attack. I was having the bad pains in my chest and all. And so uh, that's when Annette finally got off her phone and came in. But she said, we're going to take care of you. We're going to we're gonna go in and we're going to see what they did to your account. I said, that's exactly what they said to me. She said, no, no, we're the real ones. I said, that's exactly what they said to me. <laughs> she said, well, now, the, 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 um, the one that's really dangerous is when they they call somebody that has a, for example, you have a bank or like Nancy has her her, her bank, and and they and they ask for your permission to to go in and make changes. The reason that's dangerous not not because you can you cannot uh, go in there and make changes to your password. No, it's like when they do that, there is a program that they leave in the in your registry. It's a it's a it's a it's a very fancy program. It's called Log Me In, and what it does, it leaves a back door. So even though the hacker is gone and has gone his merry way to somewhere else, they leave the door on the on on your registry, so someone else can get into your computer without you knowing it. It's it's a, it's a very fancy, very elaborate program. It's called Log Me In, and it leaves its stamp. In the Windows registry, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but part of the Windows system is called the Windows registry. It's a huge thing that it's made up of entries, and it, it it's how the computer keeps track of all the programs that are installed and how it keeps track of of everything in the computer. The Windows called the Windows registry. So. When when my friend Betty had this issue, somebody called from India and asked her permission, and actually she allowed the guy into the bank. Oh no! So she actually had to go to the bank and close all her accounts because it was the only way to protect that information. So she had to she had to work with cash only. They gave her a temporary account so that she could make it. She could carry out her expenses because it was horrible. And this is this is what happened when a hacker got in. But he, she opened the door for him, and he could get in there and scan and look at everything. So that so when when she called me and I said, "Why did you why did you let him do this?" When I was a, one phone call. She believed him that that he was going to be do, doing this, and I said, "And you had the chance to call me, and you didn't, and you trusted this guy." <laughs> so it's well, like, now you see why she trusted him. Nancy and I both told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I went I went but and I and I said to her, "Look, I'm 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 here. I'm like five minutes away from your house. Just somebody calls with a suspicious call. You hung up and you call me, and that's it. Well, it." It happens to the best of us. So she, I, 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 I said to her, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scan your machine." And what I did, I, I went, I did a deep, a deep scan on the Windows registry, and there it was. There were three entries for log me in. You could actually get in the, into the computer, in three different with three different vectors, 
you could actually get in and, and do what you want to the machine. So I said, no, this, you know, this, is, this is the danger. That's why you don't, you don't let anybody into the machine for no, no reason. You don't give any information and please don't let them in. Because that's the first thing, they, they brainwash you into saying, oh, we, we need to repair this in your machine. So uh, do this so we can have access to your machine and the per person do it. The person does it because they believe what they've been told. So that's it. That's well, the kiss of death. You give them permission to your, get into your machine and they do all kinds of things to the machine. When he said to me, he would email my my bank and uh, they would call me back. The bank would call me back after he emailed them. And I'm sitting there thinking of several thoughts. Now, how would he know who to email? Exactly. And why in the world uh, would they call me back? And then I, that's not them that he's going to have call back. It's a freaking scammer that yeah. he's going to have call me back. And and it'll, to me, if I was still in that state of believing everything he said, then I would have given him access to my bank because I would have said my numbers to verify my account. Yeah, like, <gasps> like, like for example, the, the IRS, do you know how many warnings are in the IRS website? They all over, they're pasted all over the website. The IRS will never call you. The IRS representative will never ask for anything. The US, they keep all kinds of warnings because they, they know that they are used for scammers. So they warn people, we will never call you back. We will not ask you for your number. We will not ask you for your social security number. We will not. <laughs> so <laughs> don't expect the IRS to call you back ever <laughs> because they don't want to. <laughs> I'm such a skeptical person in the first place. I really am. And I don't trust people like that when uh, financial people, even if I've called them. I try to get their verification, and I won't talk to them numbers until I, I really do feel secure. But this one, I just fell hook, line, and sinker. Please, people, please don't do that out there. Please. Maybe he was so sexy you just couldn't resist. Hell no. <laughs> well, quite a long time ago, I had uh, a vast security. You know, Avast? Oh, yeah, Avast. Yeah, I had that, too. Well, I think, I, I, it seems to me I might have just upgraded it. It was a new computer or something. But all of a sudden, Avast, looking like Avast, comes and says, there's a problem. Yeah, there was a problem. Some hacker had hacked into Avast. Oh, all right, and um, I don't remember, like I say, it, must, it was probably 10 years ago, a long time ago. And I, so I didn't get caught in the scam because, no, or did I? I think I did initially. But then I, <clears throat> something spooked me and I went and got like Norton's. And Norton's came in and I think got rid of it because I didn't have any problem after that. But what, what I'm trying to say here is you, 
even if you are familiar with and have had transactions with these entities that, you know, there's somebody's representing, don't believe it. Don't believe it. They can say they're from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and what's the worst thing that's going to happen to you at that point? You shut down your computer and you call Walt. <laughs> 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 you know, if you leave it on, if you try to deal with, with it yourself, then, um, you know, but how, what about all those people that don't have a Walt in their life, Walt? What, what would you suggest they do? Just hang up? That's what Annette, Annette said to the lady at the bank. Because the lady at the bank said, you need to have your computer computer completely overhauled. And Annette said, oh, she has a Walt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I interrupted. I apologize all over the place. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just glad that uh, you got out. Of, sorry, you went through it. But you, you know, you're helping somebody else out there. That when they hear it, they're going to hear your voice going, "Don't, don't, don't." Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't even think about doing it. <laughs> just hey, just start, stop, stop everything. Turn off the computer. Do, do the past? Do the past give you these experiences so that you learn stuff? I don't. And then she shares them. Oh. Yeah. Yes, I share them. And she give, and they give her a heart a heart workout. <laughs> certainly do. It's still beating like there's no end to it. <laughs> well, I hope there's no end to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh wow, we, we we had a thing on the Shungite show tonight today. Did you hear about that concept of the heart? No, I was. Uh, okay. I yeah. didn't hear. We're early, yeah, in the show. Okay, I want to play this. We played it um, there, but even <clears throat> even now, I'm like, wow, that was really interesting. So I'm going to, uh, excuse me, play this thing. It's like five minutes. Here we go. Rudolf Steiner, whose teachings led to anthroposophical medicine, biodynamic farming, and the Waldorf School, said that the heart is a seven-sided regular form that sits in an imaginary box in the chest. Regular means that all seven sides are identical. Plato described five platonic solids, and Steiner said there was a sixth one. He also said that the heart is not a pump. This fantastic claim was vindicated by Frank Chester, who figured out how to design a seven-sided regular form. This sixth platonic solid is now called the chestahedron, and it fits perfectly inside a cube at an angle of 36 degrees off-center to the left the exact same angle that the heart sits in the chest. When submerged in water and spun, two counter-rotating vortices are formed. Recent scientific studies have shown that these two vortices facilitate the closing of the valves, and when the vortices don't form properly, blood clots will appear. The man who unfolded a thousand hearts, Paco Torrent Guasp, discovered that the heart is a single muscular band folded over itself in a spiraling pattern. The heart itself is a vortex of tissue. It is not a pump, it is a vortex machine. For centuries, it was believed that matter can only exist in three states, such as water, which can exist as liquid, ice, and vapor. Human cells are 70% water, but most of this water is not in any of these three states. 
We have recently learned that with water, there is a fourth state. This fourth state is called the plasma state, gel phase, exclusion zone, or structured water. And this is what pushes your blood through the entire cardiovascular system. Fueled by infrared energy from its environment, the water in our body becomes an electrical propulsion system. A certain percentage of the water in our body becomes structured water, and the rest remains normal liquid water, or bulk water. The structured water becomes negatively charged and forms the gelatinous outer walls of our capillaries, veins, and arteries. These negatively charged outer walls continuously propel the positively charged bulk water within, carrying the blood with it. This propulsion system will run indefinitely so long as it stays charged. And the way you charge it is with the Earth's electromagnetic field, infrared energy, and positive thought. The work of Dr. Misaru Emoto has scientifically demonstrated that water exposed to loving human words and thoughts is transformed into its natural hexagonal shape. It becomes structured at a molecular level based on our positive intention. This new model shows that it is the blood that pumps the heart, not the other way around. And in order to keep the flow strong and healthy, our best medicine is to connect to the earth, get sunlight, love ourselves, and love one another with physical touch. Victor Schauberger spent his life studying water and found that in the natural world, water will always create vortices along its path. Schauberger learned that this spiral action is what structures the water in nature and that when subjected to modern man-made water treatment, it loses its structure. Schauberger's work led him to believe that one could generate energy out of a vortex. He described it as an energy implosion, as opposed to an energy explosion. Dr. Tom Cowan, who has written about this in Human Heart, Cosmic Heart, has an interesting theory which may explain the saying, a heart of gold. Another recent discovery is that gold in its purest form does not appear to be gold at all. Under the right conditions, normal physical gold can be transformed into a fine white powder known as monatomic gold. This monatomic gold has been studied by multiple advanced laboratories and it has very strange properties. It can be made to levitate and disappear. Monatomic gold is superconductive and many would argue that this is what the alchemists were after. One of the ways of turning metallic gold into monatomic gold is by putting it through a high-speed vortex. When this transformation occurs, there is a flash of light and a 44% loss in weight. Dr. Cowan believes that the trace amounts of gold in our blood is transformed into monatomic gold as it travels through the double vortices in the heart, creating the spark of life. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I thought that was fascinating. Mm -hmm. Do you have any comments? I, I agree with everything he said. I'm aware of, of, of the thing that he said. Uh, one of the things that uh, it makes sense because that's the way my resonators work. One one coil spins clockwise, the other one spins counterclockwise. So that's, and, and the difference between the two is the, the golden mean ratio. That's why they, they, they have such a, a 
such a huge coverage of hundreds of miles. So yeah, I believe that it's true. You know, they they know that the uh, energy level being uh, emitted from the heart is very very strong. Nothing in the body compares to that. And boy, that would make sense if what they're saying about the monatomic gold uh, turning into a burst of energy in the heart, um, that would sure answer that question. Well, I, I did you, you use up all the uh, monatomic gold that I sent you? No, the I one? have a little left. <laughs> I, I have a whole, a, whole, a whole bottle, so let me know when you're running out. Oh, I didn't know that. I stopped using it. I just used the energy that's in the bottle. Oh, okay. Because you don't really have to take it. You can just hold on to the bottle. Resonate with the energy. I mean, taking the drop into you, it's not chemistry. It is. It's just pure energy. Yeah, the liquid is the carrier of the energy. So you don't, you don't, it's like in homeopathics work, right? Uh-huh. You take homeopathic pills in a in a in a in a clear jar. The plastic I don't like; it screws it up. But the um, in a, in a, in a glass jar, you know, you don't need to take that. That'll last you forever. All you have to do is you feel like you need some arnica. Go get the arnica and hold on to it. Put it in your pocket for a while, and you'll get the same energy as if you had taken it. But again, that you know, there there is a as I was saying that there is the uh, the added statement that they made about your mind's got to be into it, you know. So if you think that the you have to take it to make it work, and I t- said no, you don't. You just take this glass, but you don't believe me. Well, it's probably not going to work, right? Yes, we. The last thing that the, that's the thing that we have human failing and I'm not including others because I don't think you would have this issue but uh, if if you don't believe in yourself then whatever you're throwing whatever antidote you're throwing at something it's not going to work because you don't believe in it yourself so what are you, why are you bothering with this or that well it's the placebo effect yeah. You know, to, to get a drug passed by the FDA, it has to go through a placebo testing. And 70-some percent of the tests are won by the placebo. So why <laughs> the hell wouldn't you look at that if you're a real healer? If you're looking to make money, you try to bury the study. Exactly. You, you know, I've got another, what time is it? Yeah, i got another clip here. Um this one is a bit different because it was uh i didn't think it was right for the <coughs> for the shanghai show but it's it's good here it talks about it, it's not very long oh it is 10 minutes but it talks about the covid connection and the vaccines and stuff and this all ties into it you know what your belief system is because some of us had a belief system that said screw you people i'm not taking that poison <laughs> you know, and I'll be fine without without your poison. I'll be alive. <laughs> and others just they can't get enough of it. It's like a drug now. So let's just listen to this one. Are you kids, you're all right with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dolly, you're all right with that? Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to get onto your list there. So here we go. 
is a little off topic, but I think it's worthy of bringing in. In 20, uh, late 2013, I guess mainly 2014, 2015, I was up at Picatinny Arsenal, and part of that I was tied to was the Mega Cities Project. And I was actually one of the, an ancillary part of the original core team that stood that up, which was worth, you know, some outrageous amount of money, like $3 billion or something. Um, why I bring this up is because of the work I was doing, in which was rapid pro prototyping, and that ties in with Aberdeen and the whole lab place, that put me in contact with some of the folks working in the Super Soldier Project, which put me in touch with and put me in contact with people that were doing the transhumanist thinking. They're crazy. When this injection came out, I knew right away, I'd already seen what this was looking like. And this was a transhumanist model that was being rolled out into the public and where the shift had changed and why I'm bringing this back to your psychological operations thing. In the academic journals that these military people, and this was a five eyes effort, by the way. So this wasn't just the US, this was a collective effort in between these quote unquote allies we have of getting soldiers into this new super soldier project, which was based on things like Google's tech of nano blood, which they call, I think it's called X labs, um, nano blood, um, having the ability to remotely heal somebody with a transmission into what's in their body, which is nanotech. All of this stuff, these sort of technologies, they've already been working with and going further even to start manipulating DNA, start using DNA as an information carrier. That, that testimony can be found easily online from Dr. Andy Morgan. Then when he was giving this lecture up at West Point, which I heard that was, it was originally a classified lecture, and what he gave in Crystal City, I worked with him. So there's a lot of pieces here that are important to put together in this bigger picture. Because what you're talking about here ties in with the medical journals that were being, the, the academic journals circulating internally, which in 2014 and later than in 2015, the discussion in these journals shifted from technology and the development of these new methods to create a super soldier into the acceptance and how to get people to accept the moral change of a new species. The only way you're going to do that is psychological operations to get them to unwittingly commit to something that would transform them. And welcome your thoughts on that. Then that's open source. Right. So most of what you're saying is open source. Imagine, imagine what's still compartmentalized beyond our, beyond beyond many people's imagination. But I go back to what you're saying and and manipulating DNA. I mean. Uh, another thing to highlight is the fact that a service member every two years has to get a quote-unquote HIV test. And that blood from the HIV test is sent over to a repository facility managed by a contract within the Armed Forces Surveillance Health Branch. And the Surveillance Health Branch uh, also happened to manage the Defense Medical Epidemiological Database. But my concern and and my concern would be, why? Why is it that we're housing all of uh, service members who take and who are mandatory? It's a mandatory process every two years have to take an HIV test. Why are we housing that that blood in this quote unquote secure facility and what's being done with it? And uh, who's managing this facility? And uh, because we all know how the Armed Forces Surveillance Health Branch out of the DHA uh, how they managed the defense medical epidemiological database when there was a quote unquote uh, glitch after we brought forth the signals in in January 2021. So that that's another question along with what you were talking about that needs to be investigated. 
and probably has ties into exactly what you're saying. But I do not, uh, and that's my speculation, I do not have any direct knowledge of that, uh, but I can't help but speculate. Oh, I'm agreeing. I mean, this, there's a paper trail that exists here, that, and most of what I spoke of there was open source. But there is a trail we can create here that can create a pretty comprehensive view, especially when we start to get into these deep contracts of these mega corporations. Now, not a small one is Google. And every time you get into these tech companies, we follow the trail that takes us back to the intelligence agencies, one in particular called CIA. Every time. And we just, we just can't, can't avoid this. And so when you were talking about the location of this influence operation, was that at Aberdeen North or Aberdeen South? So that's out of the Army Public Health Center, which is Aberdeen South. That's where Army Public Health Center kind of headquarters is. And now, uh, going back to what we talked about, they changed their name. So in, in 2020, uh, I believe it was, yeah, October 2022, new fiscal year started, they changed their name to Defense Centers Public Health Aberdeen. Um, and they're on Aberdeen South. It's It's the same thing. It's Nothing changed. They changed their name and organizational structure. So now they kind of fall directly under Defense Health Agency and the, and the reporting agency over there. Uh, but my my GCMCA, which is a general court martial convening authority, is the senior mission commander uh, who was on Aberdeen Proving Grounds, Major General Robert L. Edmondson, who is still the senior mission commander there. The reason I'm wanting to bring this correlation is what you said earlier. Aberdeen South was the center for experimentation of LSD and MK Ultra. And yes. If, if, right. So if you're housing an, an influence program out of there to convince people to take this shot, you cannot disassociate the idea that that was the place of MK Ultra, which right there comes in, links us into Operation Paperclip. And the attempt then to persuade using methods of it's it's persuasion outside of the person's control, essentially psyop, to take an injection by various forms, whether it's humiliation, whether it's isolation, whether it's guilt, and to use those methods which are just principal issues of good psyop, and to get them into where they're accepting something, and that's tied to an a contracting command that's authorizing the mobilization of something that's coming from Pfizer and others that are all tied to with an, un, with an unapproved injection to get into our soldiers. I mean, I just can't disconnect this. Well, the bigger we paint this picture, especially when we tie in Vinman, this well, is literally, the, it seems like the core of the coup against our military to destroy it and disable it. And I want to highlight this important fact. The senior mission commander on Aberdeen Proving Grounds is also the senior mission commander for Fort Detrick, USAMA, which is U.S. Army uh, Material Logistics uh, Command, uh, Medical Material, whatever I, the acronym stands for. You can look it up. But he's the senior mission commander for USAMA. USAMA came out and, quote unquote, started distributing a community labeled product after we as service members continually continually highlighted the the illegal activity with the emergency use authorized ones and it was filed in a court case where the DOJ admitted in May of 2022 that oh we we didn't have the FDA approved and licensed ones until 
until now we do. And all of a sudden we started seeing community labeled products coming out of USAMA and being sent uh, to U.S. Coast Guard stations, specifically one in Alaska. Uh, I think there was one in Florida. But it's um, yeah. So he's also the senior mission commander for for Fort Detrick's USAMA and Medical Logistics Command. So, and let me add Fort Detrick on another level now, because this comes from somebody I'm I've talked to in good buddy of mine. It was former Delta. In 1999, they were briefed at Fort Detrick on a process of a bioweapons attack on a nation that very specifically laid out the events as happened in COVID. This is 1999. To use mm -hmm. a false flag of a, of a virus to get people into the state of fear, to therefore accept an injection, which is where the real bioweapon was, and to deliver that with the trust and confidence of a government with the whole intent of destroying a nation. That came out of Fort Detrick in 1999. Right, and, and you talk about... Um the perception of a problem, right? And what was the perception of this pandemic? It was it was the testing protocols. The PCR testing protocols was the start, was the initiation of the Hegelian dialect. So they could issue in, like you said, the real bioweapon, which which is the, the injections. But the but also ironically enough, uh where I was sitting uh after my command time was next to a laboratory in a laboratory at the Army Public Health Center where they ran pooled, uh, pooled testing from various locations around the United States at our Army bases, uh, pooled testing PCR samples. And so they would they would factor those case rates into the overall case rate uh, to gen up um, whether they knew it or not, to gen up the case rate, to gen up the fear, to gen up the Hegelian dialect so they could continue this um, this this operation. One of these. So <clears throat> that was a, a, just an overview and snapshots of people that have been studying this for a while. <clears throat> this is very this. I find this somewhat confusing because uh, I understand the, the everything that he described uh, how the military were being used uh, as a test bed in a, in a certain way because they were using them as test subjects for all these different vaccines. Now my question is uh, where are the where do the white hats fall into this picture? I mean, if the if the military are being so subjected that they're they're being used as guinea pigs to put on the test with all these drugs and things, what what are the white hats doing? How 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 are they? How do they have do they have any power at all to protect their their own people? Um, that's what I find confusing. Is like this this uh, recording paints a picture where. All of the all of the military are, are are subject to being experimented on, and they're victims of the cabal. And the cabal is hope is is alive and well and and, and having a fun time uh, using people as 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 test subjects. 
Uh, I I don't know. I find it very confusing. But maybe I'm just I'm just seeing part of the picture. Maybe I'm not seeing the whole picture. Well, well, what you're seeing is what the dark side's been doing. Okay. Um, when I talk to Donald Trump a little later today, I'll ask him about that, Walt. Okay. <laughs> you know, because that's 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 it's a legitimate question. Um, the vaccinations that went out, you know. Well, uh, while Donald Trump was still in control of this corporate state, um, the first batches that went out, most of it was uh, saline. It w- they didn't have all that crap hole in it. And then <clears throat> I think I wish I remembered exactly, but I think it was under ten percent of the batches actually had this, you know, had problems with it. The rest of it <clears throat> was just saline. So the first batch of drugs seems to have been a test batch. You didn't want everybody drop, dropping dead all, all of a sudden. So it's likely that, that, you know, the dark side would have tried to do uh, uh, a process of, of stepping it up to see what happens when you add this versus this versus that, you know, that type of thing. Um, but by the time you get to the second shot, the booster shot there, um, it it jumped up to you know at least because I, I don't remember but in my mind I'm thinking it's it was at least uh, you know 25 percent was were having problems. By the time you get the third booster, it's pretty near 100 percent, and all the boosters after that just keep feeding the same crap. Now <clears throat> the idea that the boosters were some of it was good and some of it bad comes from the limited <clears throat> limited database that could be much greater but it isn't of the VAERS uh, information uh, that means a vaccination uh, you know something happened after you got that vaccination so it's a uh, Doctors and nurses have, have, have and it's very specific who who can be able to do this. When they're doing the forms, I've actually heard them talking about this. When they're doing the forms, the forms are so complicated, and if you stop or make a mistake, it zeroes out everything. You got to do it again, and it's so time-consuming and frustrating that uh, you know the VAERS reporting vaccine adverse reaction um, is not. They, they can't do it because they just can't keep up with the BS that's associated with it. So, but based on the, the amount of, that there's in there, um, that's what they were able to do. They were a- able to see, all right, <clears throat> you got all these reports of this particular side effect, and it's all in the same batch because when they were doing it, they were keeping track of the batch. So they were able to trace the batches that had the stuff in it. It wasn't the ability to monitor all the people that had had it. They were actually following the database of where what what batch was causing all this. And they did. They found out that there were, well, like I say, the statistics were very, I mean, one out of ten in uh, the first shot. And then the second shot was, you know, two to three out of ten. But then it jumped to ten out of ten because they had the formula. They knew they weren't going to kill everybody, you know, 
shortly so some everybody go oh my god oh my god no it's uh you know they wanted it to be over a four year period which is what's happening the insurance people are going nuts Ola, because they have to pay out so much money because the, the, now they're talking about it the life expectancy in america has declined so dolly we're really old because we're over that threshold you know we should be dead <laughs> Yeah, I should be, but God doesn't let me stay there. <laughs> no, not going to let you in. <laughs> no, it's not time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure that I have to look at that because if it if it's not time for you to go, that means you have, you know, a mission to do. That means that we're still not out of the woods. <laughs> Russell, huh, hold on. Anyway, so, um, oh, I'm sorry, Annette interrupted. She came oh. in to tell me she loves me and I'm the best mom in the whole world. Well, what's she, asking, what's she setting you up for? That sounds I like I don't, I don't know if she's listening to us or what's going on. Oh, oh uh, maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> she's listening to us. Uh, oh, she's listening. She's listening. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> Nancy says, you're, God bless you. You're the best daughter there you're ever the was. You're the best daughter. I don't know how you can do this living with Dolly. There ever was, and she doesn't know how you can do it living with me. I'm not. She's laughing. <laughs> She's gone. Yeah. So, um, okay, we've only got seven minutes here. Is there something you... Oh, well, do you want to hold your list until the next segment? Yeah, I can hold it till next week if you want. No, no, no. I wanna, I wanna get to it. Um, the eye doctor said the same thing to her yesterday. <laughs> you live with her constantly <laughs> <laughs> and put up with this. <laughs> um, okay, let's just. Oh, this one's weird. All right, this is two minutes. We're going to play a two-minute thing. My issue with AI is there's nothing artificial about it first. Number two, I believe it's alien interference. Now, when I talk about alien, I'm talking a multidimensional evil presence that can inhabit, possess, control, and override humans' wisdom. Alien interference, and again, extra-dimensional is a good word, but I think it's critical to understand that Every, you know, I write on stuff, all the ancient weirdness crap, you know, all over the world. But it's interesting that evil spirits can possess inanimate objects, okay? And so what I'm very much concerned with, Mike, is that the language model, and and this will be something you'll have to be very careful of, is that in the, how should I say, in the realm of the natural understanding of how they're putting it together. There is always the evil spiritual attachment. Uh, my dear friend calls it the hitchhikers that come into that. And by the way, there's actual cases, especially you know of a car that uh, was demon possessed. I mean, you can look it up and the basis of uh, Stephen King's Christine novel, but inanimate objects are what can become possessed with evil spirits. And a, a good example of that, especially in the AI was that little boy was talking to the AI uh, model and got an entity, a fallen angel. And a little kid was really smart. 
and he was able to query the entity that spoke. So in essence, I'm talking about techno seance capabilities that people are going to go. And what is what is the elite promising? A a techno god, an AI god, a god of your making, a god of choice. So that's my position. I do not think the interface between the spiritual world and the physical world is understood. And I believe that every form of deception the devil is going to use to enslave and only to destroy. Wish to understand nature and through this to. You know, this is like the third or fourth time I've listened to that little clip. And all of a sudden I remember, do you guys remember way back when <laughs> there was two Australian girls? Well, one was in Australia and the other one was somewhere in Europe, I think. But they did this show and there was uh, some entity that took over their computer and claimed to be an AI type of thing. Do you remember that? We did shows on it. At oh, least. geez, I don't remember. Ma oh. Ma no, I do not remember that. I'm sorry. Wow. Maybe it's a Mandela thing. Maybe I'm the only one that was there. Now, see, I swear we had a recent Mandela effect. I swear it. Because I saw the thing, different things disappear, and I knew it had happened. Now, one thing I would like to ask about, I can't swear on that, that uh, about this one. Like, uh, Gottfeld was talking about Madonna performing recently. Madonna died a few months back in a hospital. She was admitted in a coma, and she died, and there was a funeral. Do you remember this? No. See? There's a Mandela effect that took place, and and I caught on to it. So, you're right. There was a Mandela effect, Nancy. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like when they changed my grandma's Bible's wording. You remember that? Well, I, 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 I mean, we don't know what in the heck is happening. Because the first time I ever saw the Mandela effect, and didn't it wasn't named, I, nobody, I, I mean, I, I actually thought it didn't happen, because how could it? I was um, writing Cosmic Reality the book and I got to the point that I was talking about an episode of going to Tombstone Arizona where I started to all of the the area the buildings everything had been the same as in the 18 uh, I think about 70 something place I right? remember that right and um, I had gone to Boot Hill and had taken a picture one picture, I had a Polaroid camera with me. I only took one pic. Well, I took other pictures, but that was the only one that came out. And it's a tombstone, and behind it is the setting sun. And the tombstone said, when I took it, when I took it, it said, Luke Short, the guy that I had been in a previous lifetime, shot Charlie Smith on such and such a date. And I knew that that had happened because we had seen another sign back in Tombstone at the exact place that this gunfight occurred. So I take this picture. I've had the picture since uh, 
Oh, probably. Let me think of when that. Well, I've had the picture since 1972, probably. And I've looked at it. I've come across it, you know, from time to time. It's a Polaroid. So I'm I'm writing Cosmic Reality, and I go and I find the picture, and the writing on the thing no longer said what I remembered for, you know, decades. It said that John Heath killed Luke Short on such and such a date, and that John Heath was there. No, no. John Heath had he had been actually hung by by the uh, it was a lynching by the locals when they thought he was associated with a bank robbery. But my point here is it changed, and I I mean I'm going like how could I how could I forget that how how I I would know I mean I because Luke Short was killed by John Heath in a gunfight. And I know that because there was another plaque back in the courthouse that had the whole story about John Heath and where he had gone and what he had done and everything. And I had known a great deal about John Heath and was in Tombstone drinking with a medically retired colonel from the Air Force who suddenly looked looked at me and said, I want to apologize. It was an unfair unfair gunfight and described exactly what I remembered about John. He's dying in the Imperial Cafe, (laughs) which was a real saloon thingy. So, I mean, if if that was true, that I had taken that picture, I would have showed it to him because I had taken the picture just a couple of weeks before. Mm -hmm. I would have said, oh, my God, you know, and, and showed him. You know, where he basically died. I mean, where he was buried. John Heath was buried. But I didn't because it wasn't there. And that was the first Mandela effect. So, uh, but like I say, I didn't realize that, oh, I I had seen the original. That was all true. Something had changed in the time continuum. But Diane in the chat room is saying, I had read Dr. Phil died and it was known as fact. He is not dead. Mandela effect, I think. I, I think he, she's right. I think I kind of remember that, too. Yeah. I remember. Interesting. Uh-huh. I'm looking up here to see what we're going to play. I've got so many things in this particular one. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Okay, so. Well, you want to you want to hear your Katrina, I would say? Or do you yes. want? Well, I prefer uh, disturbance. Or yes, that's a one. Disturbance. All right, here we go. Oh, disturbance. Welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show for February thirteenth, twenty twenty-four, the second hour, and it is me, Nancy Hopkins, with Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I was thinking when I was listening to that that I should uh, look up the Simon and Garfunkel version so people know where it started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let them know that. Write myself a note here. (laughs) Sounds of silence. Sounds of silence. Okay, so um, do you have your list? I'm not going to look at it because I don't want to... Such something that's going to send my... Yeah, I don't... Yes, don't open it. I already got the effects of that crap. 
Okay. Let me try to move this sucker over so I can see what I'm doing. All right. When is this? Oh, this is the hemp building. Now, this is the one I will not give you a uh, link to because I know I was looking in that when that uh, uh, hacking shit happened. So I will read to you what I was able to copy. It was from Good News Network by Andy Corbley on May 5th, 1923. There we go. Save that. Forgot to put the three there. All right. Now, uh, world's tallest hempcrete building in Cape Town, South Africa, captures more carbon than it emits. With breathtaking views over Table Mountain, the world's tallest building made of industrial hemp is set to open in Cape Town this June. All at 12 stories tall, the Hemp Hotel is 82 at 82 Harrison Street used carbon-negative materials that captured more carbon in the walls of the building than it emitted manufacturing them. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa believes that the cannabis and hemp industry could create 130,000 jobs in places like A-F-R-I-M-A-T. Hemp, the producer of the so-called hempcrete blocks, which went into the hotel. For the hemp hotel, Aframat Hemp partnered with Wolf Architects in Cape Town for the build. The company admit that hemp construction is 20% more expensive than traditional materials. But the urgency with which some corporations want to help tackle climate change offers them a unique opportunity. Selling carbon credits, but with buildings rather than trees. We can fund forests or we can fund someone to live in a hemp house. It's the same principle, Aframat Hemp's carbon consultant, Wilhan Becker, told African News. Company data shows that 430 square foot house, 40 square meters, Process produces 30 fewer tons of carbon than traditional methods, around what a mature tree can sequester in its roots across its lifetime. Uh, and that link led me to another link I don't want to give you, uh, I don't want to share with you where it is. Other than to tell you, I'm just not going to share the link with you. It was found in Outlook Traveler uh, from Cape Town, South Africa by P-I-A-L-I Gupta, updated on July 5th, 2023. 
the world's tallest building made entirely of industrial hemp will shortly open its doors in South Africa. The Hemp Hotel at 12 floors offers a stunning perspective of Cape Town's towering Table Mountain. Let me breathe. While leaving a little ecological footprint, the walls of the structure are built of hempcrete blocks manufactured from the cannabis plant and are supported by a concrete and cement framework. It will include 54 rooms and is set to be finished by next month. That was July 2023, so it should be done now. I was going to research if it was, but uh, that's when all hell broke loose in Dolly World. Um, Hemp blocks are carbon negative, which means they take more planet-warming gases out of the environment than they put in. And I went to the hemp thing because you all did hemp on, uh, say what? No, no, on your show this morning. Uh, Shungite show, you talked on hemp. So that's why. Am I still here? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask you about that, about the the Shanghai show, what you guys spoke about. I don't know. You I didn't? guess you'll have to listen to the replay. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, because Mark has gotten um, more active in getting videos the videos i showed you or the audio tapes i had well i noticed that today he's getting really good well you know it's uh, yes and he's being much more forceful yes he's he's, (laughs) took him a long time Mm -hmm. well when he first started out with us on the shanghai show he was very nervous and clearing his throat all the time you know he still does that yes yeah, and um, uh, you know, hesitation on where he wants to go next. But once he get into it, it he 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 go through it well, you know. So there was little glitches in him, but then he came over on the radio five G. Well, now it's the Cosmic Soup, and so it was just me and he, you know, uh-huh. and that's when he started to blossom. You know, he wasn't in competition with anybody except me, and I was, I'm glad when people are talking, you know. So now it's, you know, come over to the Shungite show. Thank God. Because to be honest <laughs> with you, you know, uh-huh. I've done so, how many, thousands of hours I've been talking about Shungite. You know, that's why I expanded it to the discussions of enterology. And woo-woo, which Derek doesn't, I don't know, he's got this thing about woo-woo. He talks about it all the time, but he, he had some hesitation about it. I don't know. Yeah, oh, he seems to be caught up sh- in a, in a say that weird place. Yeah. yeah, that's for another show type of thing, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, but uh, it, it bothers them that <laughs> hemp is, fit, is, is, well, people just... Please, I learned this when I was in elementary school. 
carbon is considered the gas of life. Okay, think of it. Why? Because we breathe in oxygen and we expel carbon dioxide. No, we breathe in. Car which? Yeah. Which one? Is, which way is it, Walt? <laughs> I just had a Human, breathe. Humans breathe in oxygen. Oxygen. Expel ox what? What happens is that plants can do what humans cannot. Humans need to breathe oxygen 24-7, but they don't have a choice. You, you, if you don't breathe oxygen, you die. Plants don't do that because plants have, a, you know, the, the circadian rhythm, the thing that has to do with, a, with the, the, how many hours of darkness and how many hours of light. So when a plant is exposed to sunlight or a source of natural light, the plant needs to uh, breathe in carbon dioxide naturally. It's what it does naturally. But when the sun goes down and it's in, and a plant is um, uh, is in absolute darkness, there is no there is no source of light. A plant becomes like a human. It breathes oxygen. That's why uh, this is something I, I was surprised to find out that this is unknown here in the U.S., where it was commonplace in Argentina when I was a kid growing up. Uh, we were taught this in in grammar school and primary school. We were taught that humans and in people in their homes, if they have flowers, like a, a, a bouquet of flowers or a, or a, or or a big plant planter or something, to put them away from the rooms where children are sleeping, and they do it on purpose because they they know that the plants will breathe like a human breathes. So if you don't want plants where you where you are sleeping because you're competing for the oxygen, but in the daytime when the, the light, you know, the sunlight comes out, then the plant goes back to its usual cycle where it, it breathes in carbon dioxide and it, 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 re it releases oxygen to the atmosphere. So plants have two different types of cycles. That's the, differ the difference between plants and humans. Plant humans can only, can only breathe one way. They breathe oxygen and give out carbon dioxide, they don't have a choice. Plants don't do that. Plants keep keep uh, keep switching how they how they breathe. It's normal. It's normal for them. It's part of nature. But here, nobody is aware of that. You you well, shouldn't have no. plants where you're where you're sleeping because it's uh, it's a competition. It's competing with you for the oxygen. <laughs> it, they start they no I don't remember ever being taught that when I was in elementary school okay concerning that um but uh I don't know a couple decades ago they did start talking about it in hospitals that they don't want you sending plants to the hospital patients oh. because uh, and they never ex it was something to do with the oxygen but I, nobody ever explained it see I think you're back Walt you're remembering things that nobody else remembers <laughs> because nobody else knew it, you know. Although I have a few cells that are still working, I guess. <laughs> I, I think you do, yeah. But that that 
boy, that just... So when they talk about the climate thing, the more carbon you take out of the atmosphere, the less carbon dioxide they have to be able to breathe during the day to make the oxygen that yeah. we breathe. Exactly. It's well, it's like, does, isn't that one of the biggest psyops going yes. around? The, the yes. complete and, and utter stupid science, the stupid science idiots that are like this uh, Greta Gromber or something, this, this girl from, from Sweden. From Sweden, yeah, you, you're. She's she's being touted as someone being knowledgeable. What kind of science is she is she putting out? <laughs> I mean, if this is science, oh God, we got we're in trouble. I don't think even she knows. <laughs> she's just a we big mouth. To, we were supposed to be dead in thirteen, weren't we? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think so. Her, her and Gore were wrong. Oh. Imagine that. Well, look at all those. Uh, for example, I've, I've seen them there. I've seen several posts in the, on Facebook of people photos of the sh of the of the seashore, and they're like photos of uh, uh, um, Martha's Vineyard and all the, all of these fancy places where, according to the Supposed science and quotes that all was going to be in hundreds of, of feet under the water, and they, the the sea levels are the same as they were 50 years ago. <laughs> what are they talking about? They're scaring everybody. Oh no, this is going to be underwater in so many years, and there it is. Well, why are so many of them buying oceanfront property? Exactly. If it's going to be underwater, why are they buying ocean? Yeah. What do they know that I don't know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of, but you know, listening to uh, climatologists who are now speaking out, most of them older because you know they they they're semi-retired or retired, and now they can tell the truth. In my opinion, you know, why'd you wait so long? Um, but there's more and more clientologists. They're saying this is just crazy talk, and I'm seeing it reflected in um, the Fox commentators. And I, remember, the reason, one of the reasons that I watch Fox is because when I watch it, I know what the people are hearing, because Fox is the number one network. So the hosts are now you know, talking bad about the climate crazies. But the real the real uh, good sign that people are waking up are the farmers. They're in revolt all over Europe, you know, from the Netherlands to, to Spain. Why? Because they they're being put out of business because of this climate BS. And so it's like they're not so much fighting the regulations, they're fighting the whole concept. Because who knows better than a farmer? <laughs> you know, yeah. how it works. It's their they livelihood. Don't. It's their livelihood. They need to know. It's, it's like, it's not a choice. They have to know in order to be able to do their, their work. So. Yep, yep, yep. It's, uh, but anyway, so somebody starts talking about the climate, just 
you know, just tell them well, why is the why why is carbon dioxide considered the the gas of life? Just leave them with that. <laughs> why don't you look it up? See what they say. Well, well, for example, uh, you can actually buy them as novelties. You can buy them. You know that there are these stores. They're like I guess you would call them specialty stores. You can see them in some of the museums. They have um, these things for you to. Uh, um, it's it's a what do you call it? It's a it's like a living terrarium. What what it is is a glass bowl. Depending on on the unit, some are as big as a grapefruit. Others are small, like an like an orange. What it is is a special construct made of made of glass, and inside they they have a, a algae and certain shrimp. And what it is is that this thing is exposed to the to the light, you know, ambient light, natural light, or it could be electric light. But this bowl. Uh, the the life forms in this the the plant life and the animal life contained inside this this uh, thing which is like it's like a fish tank. Uh, you it's it's sealed it's sealed from the outside world. But what happens is that the uh, the plants and the animals interact with each other nonstop, so they're constantly dying and the new ones being born. Like the little shrimp, they die, but new ones come in to take their place. And the same thing happens with the algae plants that are inside. They die, but new algae is born. So you, you see this entire uh, echo, echo field uh, is it's contained. It's com completely isolated from the outside world, but it's 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 uh, contained. It's, it, as long as there is light, a source of light, this thing will always live, and I have seen it in in these. Uh, for example, here in the in the Twin Cities, there is the uh, museum uh, museum of uh, science, and the, in, in the store where they sell these thing, thing I've seen the uh, I, uh, I've seen these exhibits. Some, like I said, some are big; they're bigger than a than a grapefruit. Others are small. But inside, they all have the same thing. Inside, contained in the glass, are these little specimens that are algae and shrimp. And they, they're constantly part of a cycle that never ends. They're just constantly refreshing or renewing itself. I can't, say that, I can't say that I've ever seen that. Um, have you, Dolly? Uh -uh. I know I've seen it in, in some... Oh, he's uh, in a Mandela. He's in a Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to look for it. I figure that if I look it up on Google under sealed ecosystem, I'd probably find yeah, it. It is. It is. You all, all you have to be careful is don't don't smash it because it's made of glass. But the uh, all all the life forms inside there. Is, the important thing is that you. Don't forget to uh, expose it to light several hours every day. Don't keep it in, in pitch darkness because uh, everything is going to die. The, 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 the 
the algae and the little, and the little shrimp, they're all going to die because the the energy, the light is the source of energy that keeps the thing going. Mm. Maybe so. maybe I'll get that and then I'll put it on a shungite rubber Let and me, put it in the closet. <laughs> while you guys are talking, I'm going to look it up and see it. So, um, talk amongst yourselves. Do Dolly, did you have another lit something else on your yes, list? Yes, please. I, I love this one, too. I put the link stuff in the chat room already. So that's all done. And this is from Good News Network by Good News Network. That is posted on February 10, 2024. Let me get to the body. Penguin becomes guide bird companion for zoo pal suffering with cataracts. And, and it says, waddle, waddle like they do waddle. I do without you. <laughs> when squid, that's the name of, of the penguin, when squid was hatched, she displayed the typical lively and vocal traits of a penguin chick. Despite developing cataracts at just six weeks old, a unique occurrence within her otherwise healthy family. Having been nurtured within the colony, Squid honored her skills along, oh, honed her skills alongside her peers, learning the essence of being a penguin. But she used to be quite anxious about approaching the fish bucket at feeding time. A penguin has become a guide bird for a fellow African pendant, penguin with poor eyesight, escorting her around their enclosure to get food and build confidence. The animal helper named Penguin has bonded with Squid, the three-year-old that suffers from cataracts, a debilitating condition that clouds the lens of the eye. Squid is often disoriented during busy feeding times and relies on penguins' unwavering calmness. Penguin has become Squid's beacon, guiding her around the enclosure and acting as her eyes. The hand-reared birds are now inseparable. To the delight of their human keepers at Bird World, who are sharing their remarkable relationship. The intuitive behavior observed between penguin and squid has revealed a remarkable level of empathy and understanding, showcasing the profound connections that can be that can form within the animal kingdom, said Polly Bar. Branham, a spokesperson for the aviary in Surrey, England. The excitement of the other penguins created a more unpredictable environment, and she would shy away from this for fear of getting caught in the crossfire of beaks, explained Branham. That is how Penguin has been such an enormous help to her. His ability was something she could rely on, the base from which she has steadily expanded her world. Senior penguin keeper 
Natalie Marshall said one of the inspiring said of the inspiring duo we didn't expect penguin and squid to form such a close bond and it's evident that penguin's resilience significantly influenced squid's self-assurance given that she has not known any different squid has adjusted without realizing and we see in the way she walks stooping forwards and how she believes around the other penguins behaves around the other penguins being taken by surprise if approached from a blind spot that she compensates and is fully integrated into the colony although cataracts are an operable condition in some penguin cases the staff believes she is thriving without it bird world is one of the uk's largest bird parks and is home to over 150 species of birds some of which are facing extinction the end well <clears throat> that you know there's so many animal stories now and i'm not sure if it's because they're being covered more people you know out there with cameras and things mm-hmm. or there has been a change in, in the level of lovingness i guess i'd call it because the the two stray cats that came in now larry had been here but then girl comes in they love each other they always together well not always but a lot of times they're together and it's like they get in the funniest positions like i've seen her with Larry's arm around her, you know, they've they've fallen asleep with their heads together. I mean, it's like there mm-hmm. is a, a I, and I've lived with animals, especially cats. I mean, for a long time, and there is more affection between those two than I have seen in other animals. Um, I've seen cats that wouldn't pay any attention or didn't seem to be paying attention, and then one of the other cats would would pass over. And they would get really sad, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I think they may have, may feel it, but they may not demonstrate it. But these two are like two love bugs. Oh, I don't know if this is some that because I, I, I think they're going through changes. These guys, I mean, they got me telepathically. Like you can't believe. I mean, it's like Shunga. I, I think of her. I think of. You know, I gotta feed her, or I've gotta give her treats, or you know, as soon as I think of her, she comes in. Now, if I go out there and call her because I haven't seen her, where is she? You know, no, she'll just hang. You know, it's not. (laughs) But if it's weird, and um, Larry's like that too. All all I have to do is think about Larry, and he just sort of shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And Shiloh is. Oh, the level of communication I have with that dog now. It's outrageous. Well, I noticed that this kind of communication has been emphasized lately. There is more and more and more of it happening and manifestation of the yin-yang is happening faster. Uh, uh, There's definitely something going on. 
manifestation of the yin yang what the hell is that no 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 uh, more manifestation period oh okay. yeah 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 well, um, I, I, go ahead no go ahead uh, no i was going to change the topic but uh, oh okay well i don't remember when or why or how this came up in my brain but uh somehow Oh, I think it's when you sent that picture of Michael in his uh, uh, body characteristics. Um, I went in looking up pictures of Michael to try to find the one where I saw him in the dress that was clinging to him tightly. And he was holding on to his penis and trying to get in the car without it wiggling around so much. I could not find that one. But I did run across the one I posted here in the chat about how huge Michael is in person. So I put a picture that shows you uh, how big he is. Not not in uh, fatness, but in height and in, in, in muscle stuff. That's how big that dude is. You mean he's it, like a like a like a guy? <laughs> I mean he's big. He's tall. He's big. That's what I mean. I, well, he, he is, is a, a man. guy. Yeah, he is a guy, <laughs> and that's all there is to it. And I found this one, which is the one that you pasted to me last time, Annette, uh, Nancy. It plus. Another one, and that's all I'm doing on Michael. I'm disinterested in him now. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be so sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's all I had. Well, we probably should mention the because um, I don't think we've talked about it. The fact that um, <laughs> President Biden was not indicted on a document stealing the documents from the United States government. You know, the thing that Trump got indicted for? Yes. Biden's not being indicted for it because the guy, her, that was the uh, special prosecutor there, said that he was basically a dawdling old man with uh, good intentions but couldn't remember anything and he would be sympathetic to the to the jury so we don't think we'd get a conviction that is bs like everyone has been well like most people have been saying on the internet tweeters full of it the thing of it is is that if 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 this is some kind of a okay so he's not going to be indicted but he will not be president of the united states yeah. Because now when, um, what was it? It was some ABC or some, some one of the outlets that mo- most mostly goes with the Democrats. They said that um, the, uh, am I hearing something in the background? Not here. Okay. Um, that the 86% of the people that were asked by this liberal kind of, you know, a new, I think it was a. I think it was ABC. Uh, I'm not sure, but the, they were at 86 percent 
And this was the, the independents and the Democrats. They didn't even ask any Republicans if Biden was fit to be president. And 86% of them said no. So they can't put this genie back in the in the bottle. They're going to have to make a change because he's just, no. I mean, it's, he's, nobody's wanting to vote for him because they don't think that he's, and then he came out. After well, it was funny because I saw him do a little press releasey thing, speechy, um, when he when it first came out, and he was going, "I told you that there was nothing to look at here. I'm I've been cleared, right?" And he was all happy and everything. And then you know, by seven o'clock or so at night, he did a prompt-to press meeting, and that he never does. He hardly ever stays up that late. And to be able to tell people that this was just, you know, absolutely not true. And he he managed to say two things that were totally not true in about a five-minute speech. Or it wasn't even a speech. He was answering questions. It was, it was pathetic. And when you hear people saying, you know, I don't even feel comfortable making jokes about him anymore. Because doesn't it's so bother strange. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so that's not real. Ha- it's not real. None of it's real. And None they keep they did I'm sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. They they're they're being shown more and more and more openly shown that everything they're doing, they're stabbing themselves in the back. They're putting their foots in their mouths. They're showing you what they're doing that is so freaking evil. That's why all this stuff is coming out, I think. Hmm. Yeah, er everything is just falling apart, but you got to clean house before you can build a new one. Yep. And I'm excited about what's what's going to come down the pike here. Me too. Sooner the better. Yeah, Ania Vadisian. I think she, I. Geez, I got to get that thing ready for tomorrow. She um, interviewed this young lady whose name I don't have right in front of me. I don't want to butcher it, but um, because she had met this young lady and was. Ani talks bad about the young people. Does <laughs> <laughs> <Not> she really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, on on you know, during her shows, you know, these I don't even want to comment on what she said about young people, but you know, she doesn't really like them. She thinks they're pretty brainwashed. Then she meets this young girl, who young young lady, who um, just wowed her because. She's just somebody that I, I, I can't even explain it. But she's going to be on Ani's show tomorrow. I think it's, it was less than 20 minutes. But unbelievable energy and the ability to say, yes, I was a drug addict. Yes, I went through all this hardship. But then I found my my way. And to say it with such succinct and cl- succinctity and clarity and just an amazing young lady so uh tomorrow yeah at uh, seven o'clock eastern time that that's gonna play and it, it just well 
Dolly, I said, hey, would you like to be on radio? <laughs> you know, she's mm-hmm. pregnant. She just got married. She's just, you know, pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if she'll be able to do it. But that was how impressive she was. Do you and mean she, as a regular host? Well, come just on. just a one show? Well, it would depend on how she felt, you know. Because, oh, uh-huh. you know, if she, uh, she seemed to be able to jump from, well, you know, Ani, Ani will jump from, subject to subject yeah. but um what what i was real impressed with is that she apparently has her own youtube station and what she does is she goes through the scripture scriptures in the bible wow and, and then gives her current events kind of description as to what this means today um yeah she's she's <clears throat> but it, it filled me with such hope. Yes. You know, I mean, I, you hear me say all the time, it's a good thing I don't have any kids. I hate my grandkids. But <laughs> yeah. I, I would love this girl. She just, she went all the way. I mean, she was into the, the whole downward slide and managed to get stopped and then turn around. And now she's sharing what she's learned with um, other people. Oh, so, your heart. Yeah. I should look the name up, but I'm kind of tired. I got to, I'm exhausted after that crap today. I got to set my alarm for Ani. It's, oh, no, I'm in the wrong spot. Clock, that'll do it. And alarm. Um, What, 7 o'clock on tomorrow, Next, you say? Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah, 7 o'clock. She's live, but um, we're going to play that tape. Oh, I could actually. Zero seven. Oh, why did that work? Zero seven. I'm sorry, we're mumbling here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to keep ourselves together here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tegan. T E A G A N. Oh, what's the last name? Farrell. F-A-R-R-E-L-L. That's who's going to be there. You so, mean Tegan? Tegan? Yeah, Tegan, it, I guess. It's, yeah. a, it's, an, it's, a, it's an Australian name. Uh, oh. She was a, a character in one of the Doctor Who series, a famous character, Tegan. Her name was Tegan Javanka. She was one of the players of uh, uh, one of the companions of Doctor Who. Doctor Who? Yeah, he, you know, as, as he goes through different incarnations, he has different adventures where he will have uh, companions joining him in, in the adventure. So one of those companions was an Australian girl named Tegan Javanka. Uh-huh, I got so, it now. So Tegan was his, his companion throughout several adventures. Uh-huh. Well, Dolly, I wanted to ask you, did you watch the Super Bowl? Good grief, no. It's crooked. It, it's fixed, and I didn't want any of that evil getting through into my, at the halftime evil, into my house, any way, shape, or form. So, no, I did I, not. I, I hear the, the, the dog is agreeing with you. 
so something something's bothering um i I, you? I yes yes i i watch the super bowl now i don't think that it's fixed like you think it's fixed um it, it, i think that there is a potential that it's fixed that the referees are you know make certain decisions based on how much money somebody could have given them. Human beings are just too susceptible to that. But as far as a game being played by the players, I don't think you see that. I've never seen anybody that looked like they were throwing a game. And in the Super Bowl, you, you, you don't find too many times where the referees are jumping in on everything. You know, I mean, there were very few penalties uh compared to other games but i just that was this it was a oh it was just such a there's a word for it it was like a slight a slight a slug match they just there was very low there was nobody got a touchdown or a point in the first half i mean the first quarter and it was the final store score was like 20 to 24 or something very low uh, especially for a Super Bowl, you know. But what I like about, what I find fascinating is the dynamics of the individuals on the the, the playing field. Because the quarterback that won the game, Mahone, is got some kind of magic. It's like, you know, they, all the sportscasters would say, well, you know, the the San Francisco has a better defense. They've got a better this. they got a better that. But Kansas City has Mahone. And he won the game in the end of it. He just won the game. You know, he ran for the... Uh, he ran when he needed to, and he passed when he had to. That makes so, me ask the question, did he sell his soul to do that? No, because he's got a really nice looking family he's married to some woman that has a nice energy field around her you know he seems very grounded in many many ways he does, he never gets rattled on the on the plane well that's not true this year he did he went off at one point i mean he was really angry <laughs> everybody everybody's going like Holmes oh, is angry oh. <laughs> never seen it before <laughs> you know but I, 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 at the the halftime show. I, okay, I'm gonna be. I hope I don't. Well, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I'm watching this show, you know, and and I'm not into that kind of music. I don't listen to that Usher guy at all. But I'm sitting there and I'm sort of like just watching it. I mean, it, it, it visually, it you know, oh, it's pretty cool, I guess, you know. But then I start looking around. There had to have been, I bet, three dozen or more dancers and singers and whatever. Dolly, I only saw one one woman that was white. Only one. Everybody mm. that was involved in this were all black. Didn't, didn't Gutfeld say something like that? Well, uh, you know, Br- Greg and I are soulmates. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. You know, he's, yeah, oh, yeah. He says something that I've been thinking. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I saw something on Twitter 
where the person was saying that uh, there were they were calling in demons uh, through their antics. They were calling in demons, but I didn't know. Is this a? I didn't know how to take that, and I didn't really give a shit at that time because I didn't watch it. I didn't allow that stuff into my life. So, what do you think about that? I don't think much about it, in one way or the other. I mean, I, I just look at these things. I don't, I don't get engaged in them. I don't, you know. I can see where some of these truly dedicated people to symbol symbols and, you know, the the dark side and stuff. I think you're just speeding that when you get afraid of it, and you 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 know. I think they want to keep us in a state of fear all the time. I think that they want us afraid of the boogeyman. I t- talked about this on the Shungite show. Uh, this morning, is that people are are talking about all of these negative things that are going to get us. Well, if reality is what we think it is, then it's, they're trying to program us to think these things into into reality, to manifest it. Mm -hmm. And they fuel it with fear. So, you know, I look at at this stuff and I say, nah, I ain't going to fall for that. I'm I'm fearless. That's basically what I say. I have all these angels that are in and out of my house 24 Right, I walk in the shadow of God. Yes. Yes. Right? I I agree. I agree. You know? But I do, uh, every time I... You mean God cast a shadow? I thought God was made of pure light. Hello? Well, you're, you? just, you're, you're just a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to be controversial. <laughs> no, I'm just a question. <laughs> I don't know. It's some verse from the Bible I was it quoting. It is, yes. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, my gosh. And that read uh, several places in the Bible. Where it says, uh, demons shall be called by they, them, we. Oh, really? Yes. And she just couldn't wait to tell me. I'm so excited that she shared that with me. And then when she did, it reminded me, yes, I have seen that. And no wonder that th- when they started saying you have to declare your pronoun, I thought, yeah, right, bullshit. I'm well, never I doing that. Get, get the, get the uh, you know, get the page and number scripture. and all that scripture thingy so that people can, I can put it up on, you know, on a banner and say, this is what they said in the Bible, you Bible toters, you. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll have her. Well, even I can look it up on the internet. You just type it in, and it'll bring up the scripture and the chapter, verse, the the Bible book. It'll well, bring she's it already all done all that. Just have her send you the link. <laughs> oh, that'd be too easy. <laughs> she's, she's in the next room, for God's sake. Uh, Lord, yeah, but she's working. Funny. I cannot. I can't interrupt her right now. She's working. Oh, well, put a note <laughs> at your door <laughs> when you've got time. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I almost forgot, and I really wanted to tell you that. 
uh, because it was so exciting to me to gain that knowledge. Yeah. I'd have to see it. No problem. Not that I don't trust you guys, but I'd have to see it because I want to be able to say, see, it's right here. I'm not yeah. making this up. No problem. I'll get it for you. Yeah. I, I got to tell you guys, I think I said something on the Shanghai show, but my two friends, Sandy, across, you know, next door to me, my best friend over there that takes in me takes me into the flood, and then Betsy of Betsy and Peter, that are the guests that come, they went to a, a market, you know, a farmer's market type of thing, and there was a vendor there that was selling all sorts of minerals, including shungite. And Betsy Joe was drawn to the shungite, and the woman started to talk to her about shungite and actually was gifting her shungite and sandy comes over and says well you know you really don't have to explain this to us because we got a friend that's you know kind of an authority on it and so, so the woman's name is debbie hall and she says well what's the friend's name and, and sandy said nancy hopkins and she went oh, oh 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 my god oh my god and she reached over and peeled up my book and showed <laughs> it to her, right and so they come home here and you know, Sandy kind of matter-of-factly tells me what happened, but I could detect this change in Betsy. You know, it was like, well, maybe you are known. <laughs> you know, it's like all of a sudden they, they, I think it became real to them that I am a real personality out there. You, you know, so you, you are a real celebrity. I'm you a real celebrity. You became a celebrity in her eyes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just, it just struck me so funny, you know. And uh, so, but they had promised Debbie that I that they would tell me to call her. So I did, and it turns out she's just, you know, a few blocks from me. She lives here in North Miami, and she does seem just like uh, probably, you know, ten years younger than us. But and she listens to me on the radio and everything, you know. But she's just delightful. So, um, yeah, I I. Uh, <laughs> Those two, I just so said. you want to invite her over to visit Hopkins Square? Probably, I might do that. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the show. So, you guys want to say adios? Well, goodbye, every, good night, everybody. And don't forget love blankets everywhere, all the time, please. Yeah. Uh, are we saying good night? I was looking for the scripture. I'm sorry yeah. if we're yeah. oh, okay. Yes. If we're saying good night, thank you, you all, for being here. Love you all. You always give me good energy, and I get stronger every time after every show. Don't forget love blankets. Bye bye. You've actually got more time if you want it. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I, never, I never can figure out if you guys are gonna do it <laughs> fast or slow or you know what well, it is. I, I hope what that that this show was uh eye opener to you folks out there and that you appreciated what we shared with you that's what i hope for this show thanks nancy for producing walt for being here yes yes, yes. thank you everybody um tomorrow on uh, cosmic soup if I get it together, and I've got to get it together because tomorrow is going to be here and I need to have the show up. It's going to be uh, the Vladimir Putin uh, interview with Tucker. 
And that's because you can get it on a lot of platforms, but not necessarily podcasts. So I'm going to put it out there for the world. Be safe, everybody. Thanks for being here. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.